Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Good. Hey, go ahead and just, just welcome your neighbor this morning. Say, hey, glad you're made it to church this morning. Glad you're here. Welcome to the house. Uh, it's, it's good to be in the house of God this morning. Excited about what he's doing. Um, anybody else excited to be here? Yeah. Well, I'm super excited this morning. Uh, I, I'm so excited that I can't even see straight. It, it's one of those things where uh, this week, if, if, I'm, if I'm honest with you, if I'm real with you, this week was one of those weeks that I, I felt resistance. So I, I felt resistance. And you may be sitting in your seat thinking, man, this, this guy's excited because he had a tough week. That's kind of that's funny. He's definitely the youth pastor. Like, I don't know what this guy's thinking. But I, I'm excited because when you feel resistance, right, you know that something is on the other side of that resistance. It, it's one of those things where the, the enemy was working overtime to deter what's going to happen this morning. Right? He's working overtime to deter the freedom that I know God has for people this morning. Right? He's working overtime to deter the, 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 the joy that God wants to give and he wants to pour out. So let me go ahead and, and pastor someone this morning. If you don't ever feel resistance as, uh, as you're running after God, go ahead and evaluate. If you ever feel resistance as you're running after the Father, evaluate. If you don't ever feel resistance, that means you aren't doing anything worth resisting. PG has said it before, every dead fish can float downstream. Don't, don't be that dead fish. We see in John 10, 10, it says this, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you can expect, life in its fullness. Someone say fullness. Until you overflow. We see from this verse the enemy's purpose. But can I remind you this morning? I had a mentor of mine. Oh, he always said this. We are not fighting for a, bit, a victory, but from a victory. And, and knowing that makes the, the entire difference. So the first thing that I, I simply, we're starting off strong this morning. And the first thing that, that I want to challenge you with and encourage you with this morning is that when you feel resistance, Recognize and fight. Recognize and fight. We see in, in James 4, it says this. So humble yourselves before God. Resist. Someone say resist. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It doesn't say, hey, uh, start feeling sorry for yourself. Start walking with your, with your feet dragging. No, it, it, goes, it says resist and he will. Right? It's a promise there. He will flee from you because he has to. Right? The word of God says, greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. It goes on to say, come close to God and God will come close to you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. So I felt so heavy in my heart to start here because I want to help someone this morning. I want to help you because I want you to understand that you don't have to accept the schemes of the evil one. Right? You don't have to accept the schemes of the enemy. Resist. 
resist. And honestly, this week, not my Wednesday morning uh, daily encounter time with the Father was spent resisting. That, that, that time that I have every single day with the, God, with the Father, that, that, that appointment that I have with Him, it was, it was a time spent where, hey, God, I, I'm resisting because of, of what I feel. Right? It, it, it was a time of fighting, coming against what the enemy was trying to do. And knowing your life, there's going to be those days too. Right? Knowing your life that there has to be those days. Because it says, right, resist and he will flee. Resist and he will flee. So that's why, honestly, this church is here. The power place exists to help people encounter his presence daily. So you can resist too, when needed. To be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can engage with your world. Amen? Amen. Amen. So all that was free. I think, I think I'm ready to preach this morning. All right. Anyone ready to receive this morning? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. Week two. Does anybody actually like to clean? Go ahead and raise your hand. Anybody like, actually like to clean? Okay, we've got a few out there. Okay, there, there's a few of them. Those, those odd ducks. Yep. So for me, I have to be in a, in a certain mood if I'm like, okay, I, I, I can clean. And I'm someone that I don't mind decluttering. Like, I, I can declutter. Like, it feels to be able to, to like, operate again. Uh, I actually think I have a talent. Okay, this is a talent that, and Ashton will agree with me. I have a talent of creating new places to put stuff. It's just a talent that I think I possess. It's actually, it's funny because Ashton will come out of a closet and be like, ah, I don't know where to put this. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me, get, I got this. So I'll grab it and I'll go in and I'll find somewhere else, like in that, cr- that, that cranny, like way up in the corner and I'll walk out like I conquered something. Like, it's just a talent that I have. And that kind of cleaning I can do. But when it comes to like the deep cleaning, when you actually have to put like your muscle into it and you actually have to scrub I'm out. Like, if, if you're sweating, like, that, that's, not, that's not cleaning that I want to do. But that's, that's the thing, though, is I, I feel like that can be us in life, right? We are okay to get rid of some of the obvious stuff, maybe the eyesores, the thing that, that people, other people notice. But when it comes down to, like, the deep cleaning stuff, like the stuff you have to put your elbow into, you're like, ah, oh, I'll skip over that. I, I don't want to have to deal with that. But honestly, God wants to help take care of some of that stuff this morning. He wants to give freedom for some of that stuff this morning. So it all begins with forgiveness. Life, godliness, everything begins with forgiveness. Without the Lord sending his son, we have no hope and we are dead in our sins. We see it right here in in Luke 176. Zechariah is prophesying about his son, John the Baptist. So he's he's, he's declaring who he's going to be. In, In verse 76, it says, In you, my little son will be called the prophet of the Most High because you'll prepare the way for the Lord. You'll tell people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give a light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Someone say peace. That's good news right there. That, that's really good news. So this morning, there's simply, there's four things that I want us to understand about forgiveness. Four things, just four simple things. The first one is this, freedom begins at forgiveness. Freedom begins at forgiveness. We see it in John 3, 16, it says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son 
He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why. So that no one need to be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone could have a whole and lasting life. God didn't, God didn't come, uh, God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point out, point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. No, he came to help to put the world right again. In the Passion Translation, verse 17, it says, God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. This verse right here is saying, hey, God didn't come to be the bad guy, right? He, he didn't come to say, hey, this is, this is how awful you are. This is, this is how terrible you are. But he's saying right here, he came to be the savior of the world, right? He, it says he came to help. He came to offer salvation through, through grace, through faith, by grace, through faith. And he's saying right here, all it requires is repentance. And we see it in Peter preaching in the temple in Acts 3.19, it says, now repent of your sins and turn to God so your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come in the presence of the Lord and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. Anybody, you're related to someone that's a, a problem finder, not a problem solver? Anybody really related to that person? Maybe you have a family member that they're really good at that. They're like the, the unwanted foreman of the job. Like you've got this big job at your house. Maybe you're, you're doing a project. And they're the one that says, oh, you probably should do it that way. They're the ones finding the issue. Like, oh, man, you, you can fix that issue real easy if you, you know, if you just change that one thing. Anybody know someone like that? Yes, yes, maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you need to point the finger here. But I feel like, honestly, a lot of times, that's the, the picture that we paint of the Father, right? Sometimes it's, we have that picture, or maybe other people have that picture of uh, Father God. He's, he's this grouchy dad in heaven pointing his unwanted finger, right? He said, hey, he's shaming for the wrong that maybe is being done. And can I tell you this morning, if you feel shame from your past, that's not from God. If you, if you feel shame from your, your past life, the things that maybe you were a part of before, that's not from him. He, if he can force you to hide, is, is it, honestly, shame is a tactic from the enemy, right? It's a tactic from the enemy. If the enemy can force you to hide, to separate yourself willingly from God because of the shame that you feel, that's exactly where he wants you. Shame is not from God. It's, it's a, a strategy of the enemy. And we see it in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Right? They ate from the, the tree that God told them not to. They sinned against God. And in Genesis 3, 7, it says, at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame. Oh man, I wonder where that came from. Right? They suddenly felt shame. They suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes uh, were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Where are you? Right here. Shame is not from God. Right? Shame, shame is not from him. Freedom is. Freedom is from God. So, so know that this morning. The, the free, freedom begins at forgiveness. The second thing that I, I want us to understand this morning about forgiveness is that newness begins at forgiveness. Go ahead and tell your neighbor that. Newness begins at forgiveness. It's kind of hard to say, but newness begins at forgiveness. Forgiveness, it's like that clean slate. It's, it's like, you ever play with that, that little, I, don't know, I think it was called an etch and sketch when you were a kid? Like, you're playing with that etch and sketch, and then all of a sudden your brother comes along and they, they wipe it, or they, they shake it, the ones they shake. You're like, ah, oh, I was almost done. 
right? That, that's, that's, that's forgiveness. It's that, it's that clean slate. You see it in 2 Corinthians 5.14. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all died to our old life, right? So died to the, the former things, the, the old thoughts, the actions, the things that we, we used to do in the past. He died for everyone so that those who receive his, his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, but the new life has become. Right? The old life is gone, but the new life has begun. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. So as I said before, forgiveness is a clean slate. Forgiveness is a clean slate, but it requires change. But it requires work on our part. Can I I tell you this morning, if you're sitting here thinking, oh man, I've been walking with God, but there's still things from my former life. I've been walking with God, but there's there's still things that I continue to deal with. Can I, can I tell you that, that God doesn't want that? Right? He, he came to give you life and life more abundantly. Can, can I ask you, anybody know what the outside smell is? Anybody, anybody know like, oh man, outside smell, you know what that is? Okay, I, I didn't know what the outside smell was until I got married. So the outside smell, it's one of those things where I'll simply go on, on a simple walk I'm just simply going on a walk. Like, there's no exercise being taken here. I'm just going for a walk, and I'll walk inside. It's, I've only been outside for like five minutes, and Ash will look at me like, ew, you reek. I'm like, from what? And like, you have the outside smell. I'm like, the outside smell? I don't even know what the outside smell is. I'll, I'll, I'll lean in, and I'll be like, you know what the outside smell is? It's called fresh air. Fresh air. Fresh air. But I, I hear it constantly, like, Ew, you reek. You smell like outside. Fresh air? So it's funny. The other day, I, I was, it was really nice outside. One of the nice days we've been having here in the spring. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go for a motorcycle ride. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for a motorcycle ride. It was, it was awesome. I came inside, and, and what do you think I heard? Oh, you smell like outside. You reek. And so being the nice husband that I am, I went inside. And I took a shower and you know, got all clean, like you know, washed off. And then about that time, it was, it was time for dinner. So I'm like, okay, we're having burgers for dinner. Let me go outside and, and start my charcoal grill because I'm a man. I got the charcoal grill. So I started the charcoal grill. I came back inside, and what do you think the response was? Ew, you reek. I'm like, I just took a shower. Come on. I just took a shower. But it, it's funny because I feel like this same thing is done spiritually often. Right? It's done spiritually often. You, you've re- received forgiveness, cleansing from the Father, to turn right back around and go to that same thing. So you can turn right back around and have that same outside smell. To go back to the former things, the old things. So for me, I never want to undermine the gift of salvation in my life by accepting this free gift and then continuing to live in the muck and the mud. Right? We're not meant to continue to live that way. We're not meant to continue to, to go back to those things, right? It's, it's, it's the bad routine of forgiveness, and you see it all the time, right? Hey, I'm going to come in, and I'm going to be cleansed, and I'm going to go right back to the same things. And God is saying, hey, I've got a new thing for you. 
right? I've got newness for you. I've got newness that follows from that forgiveness. God has so much more for his Christ followers. We aren't meant to live there. You see it in John 10, 10, the verse I read before, the thief comes not, uh, to, the thief does not, to, does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have a life and that you may have it more abundantly. Newness, that you may live in newness. The last portion of, of that verse in 2 Corinthians, verse 18 says this, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task. Someone say task. Task of reconciling people to him. The, the third thing that, that I want us to understand about forgiveness this morning is that forgiveness brings about purpose. Forgiveness brings about purpose. We see that in, in the life of Saul, right? Saul was hunting Christ followers, killing them, but God. But he encountered the Father, and, and he completely changed his life around. Uh, we see it in Acts 26. We begin here, and Paul is actually on trial for his faith. He's on trial, uh, and he's sharing with King Agrippa what the Lord has done. He's simply sharing his testimony. See it here in Acts 26. I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus the Nazarene. Indeed, I, I did just that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priest, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison. And I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I so violently opposed, uh, I so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. One day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest, about noon, your majesty, I was on the road and a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down and heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one who you are persecuting. Now go, get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and a witness. Tell people what you have seen, that you have seen me, and tell them what I will show you in the future. He said, hey, get up. I have a job for you to do. I love that portion that says, I, I will show you in the future. Right? He said, hey, I've got relationship that I, I'm going to continue to show you. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes. So they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. They will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. Right here we see it. That Christ, he has forgiveness for purpose. Right, he said, hey, I'm, I'm going to change your life. I'm going to make you clean. I'm going to actually change your name. You're not going to be Saul anymore. You're going to be Paul because I've got such a purpose for you. And, and God, he, he's tapping on your shoulder and saying, hey, I got the same thing for you. I've, I've got purpose for you to fulfill. And, and maybe some of you are, are sitting here and, and you've been labeled or, or you've been named, uh, man, won't amount to anything. Or you've been labeled, hey, uh, you're, you're just what you do, right? You just do the amount of money that you make. And God is saying, hey, I've got forgiveness for freedom, for newness, and for purpose. Right? I want to make you completely free. I want to make you brand new. And I've got a purpose for you to walk out and fulfill. Right? He's, he's here to give you purpose. To be the light of the world. A city on a hill. 
And then the last thing that I want to challenge us with this morning is that forgiveness or offense. Forgiveness or offense. Which do you choose? Which do you choose? Because it's a choice. Right? It's one of those things where, I don't know if you were, you were a kid and your mom was like, hey, you got to go say you're sorry. And with like clenched teeth, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Right? But forgiveness, it's taught because it's a choice. Right? You can choose to forgive or you can choose to be offended. When you choose forgiveness for those around you, there's times that even it's not reciprocated. Right? It's one of those things where I'm going to choose to forgive you, but you can't tell them that they have to forgive you. Right? So there's moments where it's not reciprocated. But choosing to forgive is assigning heaven's value to someone. When you choose to forgive, you say, hey, no matter what, you are created in the image of God. No matter what, that I'm saying whether you recognize it or not, right, you're a son and daughter of the Most High. Whether you act like it or not, I'm choosing to forgive you because you're a king's kid. Because ultimately, you're his. It's placing the crown over their head and say, hey, I'm commissioning you to more. Right? I'm choosing to forgive and I'm, I'm commissioning you to more because I see what maybe you don't even see in yourself. Right? You're choosing to forgive versus offense. Offense is, is ultimately about you. Ultimately about, hey, hey, I need to come out on top. Hey, did you, you, don't, you don't know what they did. Right? They, they need to forgive. They, they need to say that they're sorry. They need to apologize. And in choosing an offense, you're holding that grudge that ultimately cripples you. Right? You're holding that, it's almost like you're, you're walking through life with, with crutches. Anybody ever walked with, with crutches before? Not fun, right? You, you got the, the, the rash underneath your armpit. begins to hurt. Like, you, you wrap it with the towel, you know, hopefully to relieve the, the itch. <laughs> I had crutches, Okay. <laughs> But can I tell you this morning, hey, if you're feeling offense, have a conversation with the father about it. And then ultimately, have a conversation with that other person. Because one of the values here at the, at the power place at the church is truth. Truth. We, we, we say that absolute truth equals complete freedom. And a lot of times, it's just a simple misconception. Right? A lot of times, it's like, oh man, you thought this, but it's actually this. Right? And, and when you have that conversation, it's, hey, it's absolute truth being laid out but a lot of times brings complete freedom. Complete freedom. PG shared this verse last week. I thought it was too good not to share again. Hebrews 12, 14, it says this. In every relationship, be swift to choose peace over competition. What does swift mean? Quick, right? Right now, yes. Choose it over competition and run swiftly towards holiness. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace and make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within them because that offense grows, right? It continues to fluster. It continues to, to sprout into something that it doesn't need to be, which will only cause trouble and poison to the hearts of many. And, and PG talked about it last week. It's one of those things where it continues to grow and then it affects not only you, but it affects everyone else around you. And he talked about how a lot of times it, it affects those that are closest to you. But when it comes to forgiveness, it's easy to sit here and think that doesn't make sense. Right? It's easy to say, hey, that doesn't make sense. Because there's not a whole lot of examples in it of the world. 
right? Because the world doesn't know how to forgive, right? It hasn't experienced forgiveness itself, right? Every illustration of, of something happening to someone in the world that you see, it's like, it's like almost being punched for, for, for uh, an unnecessary punch, right? And in the world, you, you better believe that someone's punching back, right? You, you see it in sports all the time, right? They're, they're working for that revenge, I like to watch basketball. It's one of those things where you'll see a guy that'll be chippy with someone, and all of a sudden you better believe that it's the, the bigger elbow coming next, right? And you see this revenge taking place all over, the, all over the world. But what does Jesus say about it? You see it in Matthew 5, 38. I mean, you have heard the law that says, the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, uh, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Right? Because you see here that, that Jesus knew that revenge takes you nowhere good. Right? Re- revenge takes you down a, a, a road that you don't want to continue on. Right? Re- revenge takes you to the, a place that, that you, you can't crawl back out of right? So he says, hey, choose forgiveness over revenge, right? Choose forgiveness over offense. Peter, he, he asked the Lord about forgiveness. You see it in, in Matthew 18, 21. And then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. That's a pretty big number. Right? And this is hyperbole here. Don't go ahead and start counting your spouse's offense. Like, oh, am I getting to seven times seven? You know, like, don't start counting them, right? This is, this is, he's being funny here. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money for him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in and owed him millions of dollars. That's a lot, right? Anybody have millions of dollars? You can, you can send some my way if you want. He couldn't pay. So his master ordered that he sold his own, or so he sold his, uh, well, he ordered that he sold in who he owed his, let me try this again. I got this. This is Nebraska education coming in clutch. Yep. Come on, mom. He ordered that he sold along with his wife, his children and everything he owed. There it is. To pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity on him and he released him and forgave his debt. That feels pretty good, I'm sure. But when the man left the king, he went to his fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars, a little bit compared to that million, right? And he grabbed him by the throat and and he demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man and had him forgiven and said, you evil servant, I, forget you, I forgave you the tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? 
Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brother, brothers and sisters from your heart. You see right here that forgiveness is a big deal. Right? It's, a, it's a huge deal. And I'm telling you this morning, choose forgiveness over offense. Choose forgiveness over revenge. Because God's desire is that we would be carriers of his forgiveness. Right? That we would be carriers of, of everything that he is. That, that we would be that, that carrier that say, hey, I, I know that there's freedom on the other side of this forgiveness. I know, I know that there's newness and, and purpose on the other side of this forgiveness. And I want that for you. And honestly, think about what the impact that would be for our homes, our workplaces, this church, everyone that you interact with, if, if you walked with, with that cycle, that cycle of, hey, there's, there's freedom, there's newness, and there's purpose. Freedom, newness, and purpose. When you've truly been forgiven, it's like the best ride at an amusement park. Anybody like amusement park rides? Hey, that's not me, I throw up, but this is a good illustration. <laughs> I have motion sickness, it's not fun. But it's, it's like that, that best thing that you've experienced. You're like, man, I just want them to experience the same thing. Right? I, want, I want the freedom that I've found for my neighbor. Right? I, I, want, I want that newness that I'm experiencing, that I have to walk and live in that muck in the mud for, for, for that, that person that I, that I love the most. Right? I, I want the purpose that I've found that I'm, I'm walking through life with purpose because of his forgiveness. I want that for that, that person that's just stuck in their ways. Right? There's so much there for everyone. And, and he desires it for maybe the, the family member that drives you crazy. Right? That, that, that one that's like, oh, I can't stand them. Right? He, he desires it for maybe your neighbor that makes all the noise, Pastor Isaiah. Right? Yeah, he desires freedom, newness, purpose for them. Right? He, he desires it for the hardest person. Right? Because we're all his sons and daughters. So if my worship team wants to come, I'll pray for you this morning. God, we just thank you for just your goodness. God, we, we thank you for your forgiveness, God. We thank you for your, for, your, for your forgiveness that brings about freedom, God. And we know that, that freedom is from you. God, ultimately, just you desire freedom for, for us all. God, we thank you for, for, for newness, God, that we are a new creation, God. That the old is gone and the new has come, God. God, we thank you for, for a purpose that we can walk through, God, as we find that forgiveness, as we truly have that relationship and, and that, that desire to serve you with all of our hearts, God. God, I pray for all of us this morning. God, I pray that you would open our hearts to receive, God, of what you have for us this morning. God, I, I so felt in, in my prayer time that, that some are going to be set free of shame today. God, I pray that, that shame would have to leave in Jesus' name this morning. That anybody that has felt shame from the, the past mistakes or shame from things of, of old, God, I pray that that would be uh, released this morning, God. And I pray for just, just a, a purpose and an authority that only comes from you, God. I pray for a, a freedom found only in you uh, this morning, Jesus. God, we receive of your freedom this morning, God. We thank you for it this morning. Amen. Amen. If you want, if you want to stand with me this morning. Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The Power Place Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.